Hi there. Well, school's off and starting to roll. And no doubt there are an awful lot of people who might be picking up and watching this video who are struggling trying to decide how to juggle all the things they have to juggle and teach their kids. Just as I said that, I realized that in some homes there must be, there's bound to be, a struggle between what the kids know how to do with technology and what you know how to do with technology. And not knowing what to go with. You'll say, maybe you want to do this one way, and then the kids will say, yeah, but I know a better way. Or, I know we could try this. First of all, there comes a point where you have to draw a line in the sand and you have to say, this is what we're going to start with. But you're going to need some ammunition to help you with that. So I, I wanted, I'm going to call this lesson keeping it simple, stupid. The KISS method. The stupid doesn't really apply in this case, but using the concept, keeping it simple. And I wanted to begin by saying, to help you understand where I'm coming from, I wanted to begin by saying that when I was a teacher in the classroom and we started to use computers, my board that I worked for had only one computer platform. Everything was a PC. Everything was a Microsoft product. And anybody that wanted to use Apple could not use Apple in the school or bring it into the school or buy it for the school because it was only possible to support one platform way back when. Now it's much easier but in those early days, there was always this struggle between Apple and Microsoft. As I've gotten older, I now realize that there weren't that many differences over as time passed by, but in the beginning, there was. But to take you where I want to go, I want to compare Apple and Microsoft and the struggle in the early days to what happened when we went fully from all different kinds of microcomputers and mini computers and everything that was out there in the early days to one standard Microsoft platform. We had Microsoft for work groups which allowed us to standardize the use of the computer in the school. And then we went to Windows 95 and we became server-based. So all the schools in the district were connected electronically. When that happened, we migrated from WordPerfect, which was a very early word processor, 
to Microsoft Word because we had Microsoft Word and PowerPoint and all those things that went in Office that came with Microsoft. Brilliant uh, marketing, but it was confusing in the early days. And so all of us had to go from using WordPerfect to using Word. And there were an awful lot of people who struggled with that. And I used to say, if you can do it in WordPerfect, you can do it in Word. It's not that complicated. You just need to figure out how to access it. It's the same thing today with technology. There are so many different applications. If you do an, an application search in, in the Apple Store for word processing, for instance, you're going to get 25 different options. If you do it for photos and processing of, of digital pictures, the same thing. There are so many different applications dealing with the same processes that it's hard to know where to begin and where to end. But think about this. You've got an invitation to a wedding and you know you want to get a new dress or a new suit, and you go shopping. Some of us are not that crazy about shopping. We know what we want, and we go and we buy it, and that's the end of it. And other people go from one place to another, and they see something they like here, and they see something they like there. The trick is to know that any number of outfits are going to look good on you. And it's a matter of taste. It's a matter of preference. So when you want, let's say, your grade six student to do some math on the computer and you Google and you look for applications that drill math skills, you're going, to, you're going to get lost trying to pick just the right one. Know that in the background, almost all of them do the same thing. You just need to figure it out. What I learned in doing my own, teaching myself how to use the technology, I found that I needed to just start somewhere and then build my knowledge and my skills outwards from there. To give you an, another example from my own personal experiences, I'm a genealogist. I'm collecting information on my family and its backgrounds. So if you start with the fact that I have two parents, and those two parents each had two parents, and then each of those parents had two parents, you go back so many generations. When you sit down and you start to work and you do research, some people go all over the place. I want to look about this and I want to look about that name and I want to go. I did the same thing, but then I realized the way to do genealogy is to play detective. 
and follow the clues. <coughs> so clues go from one point to another to another, which means you follow one family line. It's the same thing with the technology. When you go from one task on a piece of software to another task on a piece of software, you become expert in using that one tool. And then you try something else and you see if that tool can take you to another level. So you go from one to the next to the next. And as I'm talking about this, I realize that at some point, it's you and your student, you and your child who you're tutoring, who has to work together and decide, is this going to help me get somewhere or should I try something else? You can't go in and pick something and say, this is where you're starting. You have to sort of go together and you have to decide together. If you do it the former way, if you do it, you pick it and then tell them they have to use it, you've eliminated some of your ability to be a guide on the side because they'll say, I have to do this. But if you explore together and then you leave them to work on whatever skills it might be, you're more liable to make progress. The trick is, is that with almost everything we do today with technology, anybody that's my age, we learned how to use the computers while we were already pushing middle age. That's very different than learning how to use computers when you first went to school. But think about this if you're a young parent. Your children know a world that does not exist without computers. They're used to computers like they're used to almost anything else. It's like growing up in a world without cereal. My parents grew up in a world where cereal wasn't something they had for breakfast every day from the time they were little. They might have had oatmeal, and if they were lucky, they got some cornflakes because that was one of the first products on the market. But over time, there's more and more and more different kinds of cereals. If I were a parent today and had a child for the first time, I wouldn't know where to begin, except I would eliminate anything with sugar and anything with dyes, because that's not healthy. But still, I wouldn't know what to begin. You have to taste them to see what you like. And if you're a good parent, you're telling your child, don't refuse something until you've tasted it and you know whether you like it or not. It's the same thing with technology. To keep it simple, stupid, you have to play with it a little bit before you know whether it's going to help you or not. And if it doesn't help you, 
Nothing ventured, nothing gained. If it doesn't help you, you go looking for another tool. An application on the computer is like a paintbrush. Every application fills a tiny little niche, like every different paintbrush that you could imagine has its own unique, special little use. The trick is to figure out what size goes with what task. The same thing with the technology. What application goes with the right task? And knowing that there are all kinds of applications for each of the separate tasks, because this is a growth industry, so to bring you back to where I began with, when it comes to using technology and helping at home with your child, don't worry where you, where you land. Sit down together, pick a piece of technology, go to the Apple store or do a Google search to see what's available and then follow the links and follow the links together so you can see because two is better than one and while you're a guide on the side that implies that somebody's following you so when you choose together and then you eliminate what doesn't work you find one that the two of you can use together he or she can use to complete a task and you can help when it's necessary. Good luck.